Hi, my name is Annie, and you're listening to the Mid-America MHTTC Minute. On today's episode, we'll be diving into our newest series, the Leadership Institute Community of Practice. Produced in collaboration with the Mid-America Prevention Technology Transfer Center and Mid-America Addiction Technology Transfer Center, the Leadership Institute Community of Practice creates a space for current and emerging behavioral health leaders to work together toward the future of our industry. This week on the podcast, I'm chatting with Jonathan Liebert, who will be facilitating the first session of the series titled Workforce Innovations, Social Impact and Remote Working. Hello, why don't you tell me who you are and a little bit about your professional background? Sure. So my name is Jonathan Liebert. I am the CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Southern Colorado, and I'm also the CEO of the National Institute for Social Impact. So I have two roles in my community and I'm very passionate about both of those. But uh, my professional background really is uh, I'm a social entrepreneur. And so what that means is um, I can speak um, two languages, as it were, related to um, how to run a business, but also how to run a nonprofit. And so what we're seeing right now as the industry changes, as business changes, as nonprofit, everything's changing right now um, due to the pandemic, but also because um, really what's happening in the economy is changing as well. Consumers are changing. And so we're seeing more of a hybrid of business and nonprofit. So you got to think of it this way. Businesses are becoming more like a nonprofit and focusing on mission and nonprofits are becoming more like a business and focusing on margin. So I kind of sit at the center of this as a social entrepreneur of the hybrid world of uh, mission and margin, purpose and profit, and really doing a lot of work in terms of helping nonprofits become more like a business and helping for-profits learn how to create more social and environmental impact in their local communities or throughout the world. Yeah. What drew you to this? That's a, a great question. Really, um, you know, if, if there there are programs now, you can go to mostly Ivy League schools and, and get a four-year degree, get a master's degree in social impact, social innovation, social entrepreneurship. And when I was going to school, they didn't have any of that. And, you know, it was really kind of a funny story when I was sitting there talking to my guidance counselor at the university level. It's like, so Jonathan, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, well, what I want to be, you know, isn't invented. And they kind of gave me this look and, you know, that's a snarky answer. And like, no, I, I swear to you, like, I'm not trying to be a smart guy here. I, I genuinely, it's not that I don't know. I just know enough to know that it's not, it's not here yet. And, and I'll know what it is when I see it. I do know, however, that I need psychology as far as, as, as a part of that. And so that's where I actually have my master's degree in is, is in is counseling psychology. And what's interesting about that is, you know, as I do this work now uh, at running businesses, uh, I draw a lot on my experience as a counselor, as a psychologist, and understanding, you know, the nonprofit side of the world, uh, running businesses and putting into place into practice some of the pieces that come with that degree. So I would tell you that it really found me, although it is something that I knew that even though I didn't know what it was or the name specifically, it kind of called to me, drew me to it before it was a thing. And I think that's just also a point that's important is that this is a new sector of the economy and this is a new field. This is a new discipline. It's a new industry. Uh, and it, is, it has not been around that long. And so I think that's another thing that most people don't realize is that, that there is a new way of doing business. And right now in the United States, we think of it this way. If, if you're going to make money, go into business, or if you want to do good, go do a nonprofit. And I kind of live at this intersection of, and it's, you can do both. You can make money and do good. You can do good and make a profit. 
and they do not have to be mutually exclusive. And I think that right now in the United States, that's one of the biggest misconceptions that all of us have been sold. And we didn't even realize that this is something that we had been told to believe or to think, and that we had to choose either or. It's like, no, you can do both. You can do and, and there's a third option and it's do both. And that's what I tell people, do both. If you're in, in business, then figure out how you can do more good in your community, provide more value and impact back to community causes that you care about, become sustainable, focus on you know, climate change and, and, and do good things in your, in your business. If you're a nonprofit, being a nonprofit doesn't mean you, know, you have to be poor. And I think that's one of the prerequisites right now, right? Is that you gotta be poor. Uh, and you know, you're not gonna go out there and, and be rich either necessarily, but you can become much more sustainable as a nonprofit if you think and act like a business than you know, just focusing on fundraising and donations. Still do fundraising and donations and grant work, but also go out there and find a way to create earned income and revenue strategies that are gonna bring in more money for your business, because that's what it is, that are gonna help support your mission and, and do that good work. So it really is a conversation about how business is changing, how nonprofits are changing, and younger generations want to buy from these companies and they want to work for organizations that are doing good. And this is a major disruption in the marketplace. And most people don't, they know what it is when you talk about it and when they know it, when they see it, but they don't, they do not have strategies behind this stuff. And I'm here today, you know, to, to talk about you know, specifically with this presentation, a lot about how there's data that supports that capitalism is evolving, business is changing. And if your company, your nonprofit, uh, whatever organization you're working with, isn't thinking about this you're going to wake up one day and have a really big surprise. And we're starting to see that right now with the great resignation and people not wanting to work for companies that don't align with their values. Uh, meanwhile, companies that are doing good things and know who they are and have a higher purpose other than making profit um, don't have a, as large of an issue with turnover as other companies do right now. Yeah, kind of expanding upon that. Tell me a little bit more about this presentation. That was a pretty brief explanation, but do you want to dive in a little bit more? Absolutely. So uh, super excited to have uh, this conversation about really workforce innovations and two of those specifically talking about social impact and, and remote working. And the pandemic has really permanently changed how we think about work. Um, we're kind of in year three of the U.S. and the rest of the world kind of figuring out this pandemic thing. And, you know, the, there's the pandemic word and there's the other P word pivot. Right. I think everybody's tired of hearing about pivot, but um, <laughs> got news, you know, for everybody. And I think most people know like we're not done yet. <laughs> we, we, we still have we still have some some work to do. We still have a bit of a ways to go. Um, and so what I want to talk about is that, you know, one, how people are trying to find meaning in work in their companies and a lot of that's gonna be about this conversation about how capitalism is evolving and why companies need to do more social and environmental good. One, because it's the right thing to do. Two, if you do it well, you can actually make more money. Three, um, this is how you're going to recruit and retain top talent in this job market. And then the other piece of that too is gonna to be you know, the remote working. You know, What are some things that kind of go with that? How do you give employees more flexibility? How do you make sure that you're listening you know, to the needs of, of, of people and just being adaptable to this? And so we're really gonna kind of talk about you know, the disruption that is happening right now in, in the world and the workforce specifically, but you know, to be more concise and to kind of talk about some things that people may not be aware of is that business is changing, capitalism is evolving, and you need to pay attention to some of these things that are very prevalent, very specific. And so we're gonna dive into some of the detail on that, some of the research that goes into this and, and figuring out as a business owner, you know, what is your why? Why do you exist beyond making a profit? If you're a nonprofit, 
you already have your why. How are you becoming more like a business and finding ways to create revenue strategies so that people will purchase from you? You can kind of control your destiny a little bit more and really make sure that you're investing that additional revenue into your mission. So it, it, it's all changing. And so we're really going to talk about, we you know, what's going on right now in the world and uh, hopefully how people can get some, some good information and potentially some strategies on how to think differently about how their business works. What can someone expect to walk away with from this presentation? So they're going to walk away, number one, I think, with um, the, the data and the details. Uh, this isn't just, you know, Jonathan pontificating and uh, here's what I think. It really is, you know, here's what the research tells us and pay attention. You know, if this isn't a good fit for you, if this doesn't work for you, that's fine. But you at least need to be aware of what's going on literally with this new sector of the economy. This is absolutely changing the way businesses are working. It's changing the way businesses are recruiting. It's changing the way... Um, workforce is engaging with their employer. So I'm going to talk about a lot of data and research to support this notion that it is changing. Um, we're also going to talk about some of the, the trends and the shifts, some of these best practices. Uh, secondly, and I think really third is going to be more of, um, here's some things you can do tomorrow. Here's some things you can, you can start talking about now um, with your team, with your board, whoever. And so I think this, this is going to be a session that's, that's great for businesses and nonprofits alike. Um, I see them the same. Um, really, when you think about it, it's a tax status. But unfortunately, here in the United States, we think of them as two separate things. It's a way of life, a way of thinking. And it's, it's just a tax status. You know, use it as that. Use it to your advantage. And so really, um, I think, you know, it's great for anybody to attend. And I think there's going to be something for everyone as they kind of learn about this new sector of the economy, how they can engage it, and more specifically, how they can begin to think and strategize about the practices that will work best for them and their market. Yeah. And so why are you so passionate? What is your why? For me, my, my why is that, you know, it's really kind of two pieces. One, I want, I want to create my own impact, right? It, it's, it's, you know, I really live by the tenet of servant leadership um, and, you know, creating impact, you know, in the community for others will also help me and my family. And so, you know, a rising tide raises all ships, right? Um, but at the same time, the way this works, you know, historically, we have some very archaic and antiquated systems and it's time for a reboot. It's time to innovate and do things a little bit different. There's a, a great quote out there from uh, a well-known, the father of social entrepreneurship, his name is Bill Drayton. And he talks about it this way. And I, I love what he thinks about it, is that, you know, right now there is the, you know, the old Chinese proverb that talks about if you give a man or, or woman a fish, you know, you feed them for a day. If you teach them to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Uh, and, and that, and that works well to, to, a, to a degree. I think the way Bill Drayton believes, and, and I do too, it's like, it's time to disrupt the entire fishing industry. And it may have worked for a period of time. It's not working as well anymore. There's another way to do this. There's a better way to do this. And again, when you talk about for-profits and nonprofits, we've separated the head from the body in the United States, and now we're bringing them back together. And so it has not been as functional and it has not been as optimized doing two things separately. If we do both together uh, and people are doing this, they are absolutely seeing a lot of success and success can be defined in many different ways. We'll talk a little bit about that in the presentation, but I think it really is about making sure that, you know, as, as business changes, people are aware of it and they find a different way to connect with the new audience of customers but also um, with a, a different demographic of workforce. Um, this is 100% the way of the future for millennials and Gen Z. And while boomers and Gen Xers have been the ones creating these businesses, 
Uh, millennials are now going out and starting their own businesses and they're starting social impact businesses. They're starting social impact companies that are thinking differently about business and thinking about ways they can make money, but also create value to the community and to the environment as well. So it really is exciting to me because I, I, I have seen it work. I have researched it. I have proof that it works. Other people have researched it and, and have proven that this works. And so is it the silver bullet? No. Is this the perfect solution? Absolutely not. Is this a better solution than we've got now? A absolutely. And so it's really about innovation. It's really about adaptation. And it's really about just doing things that make sense and that work. And this is, there's good stuff that comes in, in, in this. And right now, I think for a lot of people, um, they're looking to businesses to lead them and to tell them what to do and what to think in, in the world. And they want to work for companies that they can get behind. They're also going to buy for companies they can get behind. So how do we get our business leaders more tools in their hands to really go out there and do some good things in the world that are going to, you know, help make them net, net a profit. We live in a free market society, but at the same time, you can also do a whole lot of good and also make money. It is not mutually exclusive and we need to bring those two together. Why now? Why do you think now is the moment to really move on this effort of, like you said, kind of almost in a way merging nonprofit and business? Yeah. Um, th there's really a lot of reasons, but I'll, I'll cover just a couple. I think, you know, number one, the pandemic has absolutely exposed this whole notion that, you know, the way the system kind of currently works doesn't work for everybody. There's a lot of inequities in that. Um, and so I think that, you know, what's happening now is that, is that workers specifically are, are demanding more. One of the things they're demanding is more money. Um, when you look at the statistics, since 1978, CEO pay has risen 990%. And during that same period of time, the average worker pay has risen 11%. People are angry. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, they should be. Um, and, and it's not about, you know, this isn't a socialistic society. It's not about paying everybody the same. It really is about, this is a free market society. And if you want labor to come in and do the work and do a good job, you're, you're going to have to pay them. You're going to have to offer them benefits. And, and a lot of that's happening right now. So I think COVID has exposed some of these, these discrepancies. I think that the other piece is that people are, are not happy in terms of the, the, the ability to, to take uh, a good paycheck home. And it doesn't need to be at a CEO level. That's not what people are asking for. So pay me what I'm worth. Um, pay me a market competitive wage. And, and now as inflation rises, I think it's more important than ever to figure out those strategies. And the government can't come in and regulate this. Businesses have to figure this out. I think the other thing that we're seeing a lot in the research too is that why now is that you know climate change is a, is a major threat. It's a huge risk. And one of the number one pollutants are businesses. <laughs> and so what are businesses doing to kind of solve this, this problem? Are they 100% you know, the ones responsible for this? Absolutely not. But people want them to kind of get involved in this. People want to work for a company that, that, that they can get behind and be proud of. And so I think climate change is also doing this. And then the last piece I would say is that consumers are changing the way they do business. For the first time in the history of the United States, the purpose-driven consumer is this has never happened before. Um, they are the number one consumer in the US as of February of this year. Um, since the 60s, it's been the value-driven consumer, consumer that you know buys something based on price and quality. They're the second consumer now in the US, but for the first time ever, the purpose-driven consumer is now the number one consumer in the US at 44%. That is extremely important and, and, and it's new, but nobody's talking about it. And we need to talk more about this. So just so you know, every business out there um, your consumer demographic is changing and it's being led by millennials and Gen Z. Um, they're going to go buy from a company that aligns with their value. They're going to go work for a company that aligns with their values. And so 
there's a lot of change happening right now. Um, there's a lot more even than that, but I think those are the four big ones right now that I'm seeing, but also that it's appearing in the research in a, in a pretty consistent way. And quite honestly, it's been appearing in the research for at least the last five years. This is pre-COVID, but, but COVID has really kind of thrown gasoline on this fire and really getting people to really kind of rethink what they're doing, how they're doing it, and more importantly, why they're doing it. Yeah. Well, I would ask you more questions, but I'm assuming that people could probably learn quite a bit more if they come to your webinar. Uh, can you tell us the date for that? Yeah, I believe it is uh, June 16th, and obviously this will be a Zoom call, so hopefully we can get more people to come in because it's a, an easy, you know, zoom session, but yeah, we're gonna have a really good conversation. And I know there's going to be further um, opportunity for them to, to do some more work uh, in this area. So this hopefully will just be the beginning of the conversation, but um, yeah, absolutely looking forward to uh, chatting with more people on the 16th. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me today. And unless there's anything else that you wanted to include, I will let you go. It's really super relevant stuff and it's, it's, it's exciting for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Cool. Thank you very much.